Every spring since 1989, bird lovers in Berrien County, Michigan, directly across the lake from Chicago, have taken part in the annual Southwest Michigan Team Birdathon. Birdathons are much like walkathons, but instead of racking up miles for charities, people pledge donations based on the number of birds a team sees or hears. The proceeds are, for this particular event, donated to nature or conservation groups. Participants in the Southwest Michigan Birdathon can start at midnight and go all out until 7 p.m., tracking down as many species as possible within Berrien County. And because the event is held at the height of spring migration near the shores of Lake Michigan, a major corridor for migrating birds, there are literally hundreds of different species teams can tally on their official checklists. Producers Elizabeth Meister and Dan Collison followed two of the 24 teams who took part in last spring's event. One team was made up of veteran birders who won the previous year's birdathon. The other included younger, less experienced members. Here's their story. It's midnight. We're at the corner of Long Lake Road and Jones. My name is Nate Fuller. I'm captain of Harry Two Downies and a Red Hen, the birdathon team representing Southwest Michigan Land Conservancy. Our team name comes from some of the more common woodpeckers you find in our area of Michigan. Uh, being a redhead myself, it seemed appropriate to have that included. Uh, downy woodpeckers are cute little woodpeckers, which seemed a nice thing to refer to. My wife, Erin Fuller, and Katie Call, a good friend of ours. Um, her husband, Jody Simos, he isn't real fond of being cast as hairy, but it's better than flicker or sapsucker. It's normally not advisable to hop out of your van in the middle of nowhere at midnight in the woods in front of someone's house just to do a little birding. When they do go, they say their name, Whip-per-will, Whip-per-will. But the Whip-per-will and its southern cousin, the Chuckwill's widow, are two nightbirds that have only been found in this spot in the county. Unfortunately, that happens to be right in front of these people's house. We'll see if we can hear any birds over this barking dog. Technically, Birdathon starts at midnight, but the vast majority of the teams are all still snug in their beds. Most teams really don't get going till well, 4 o'clock or a little bit later, and the birds actually don't really get rolling till just about dawn, a little after 5 o'clock in the morning. We're hoping by being up extra early, we can pick up a few more of these night birds, and that might be the couple that tip us over closer to 130 species, which would be a new record for us. Sadly though, Rottweiler is not on the species list. Kind of ruins the ambiance. It makes it impossible to hear anything else that's going on. So we're gonna just try going around the block here a little bit, and see if we can pick up something else. I don't know if the microphone will pick up the washboard road as we're driving in this tin can of a van. It's just a typical dirt road, really forested around either side of us, and dark as heck down here. I have no idea where we are or where we're going. Actually, I've known where we were going for months. Uh, I have in my hand several years of data that Nate has compiled <laughs> for a birdathon this year. On top, we've got a map of the hot spots of Berrien County. We've got places we've been before labeled in one color. There is a bit of an obsession. We've also got lists of birds by year. I think in um, January. I started playing around with a GIS mapping software to really see where all of the best birding spots were clustered, where we could be much more efficient with our mileage and our time 
going from spot to spot. This might be a good place to try a screech owl. You guys want to try a screech owl? Sure. The screech owls have been my nemesis. I think they're great birds. I can do their call real good. So if they're in the area, I can usually get them to respond. But I think it's probably been five, six years before I've been able to get one of those stupid little screech owls to call back. This year, my screech owl call finally does get a response, but it's from the wrong kind of wildlife. First dirt bike of the evening. <laughs> about 1230 and I just successfully called in a whole bevy of rednecks. I believe they were in four by fours. <laughs> yes. Giant searchlights searching for more rednecks. <laughs> for the next hour we move from coordinate to coordinate on my carefully planned route but a troubling pattern is appearing. Sitting in the van with the windows down no one's talking except me right now. Everyone as their head popped out of the window as far as they can, and nothing. It's just before 2 a.m. We've arrived at Mud Lake Bog, and we're hoping to find something to make it worth being up this late. <laughs> so what we'd hope to hear tonight would be a Sora rail. The Soras will sometimes start out with a sort of loud whistle and then go to a whinnying call. I don't want to say we're desperate or anything, but I am not attracting any rails. And to be honest, I've never had a sore rail answer my calls. At this point, I'm open to suggestions. I'm going to try something I've been saving for a while. Hey, rail! <sighs> it's late, I'm tired, and our big, you know, midnight plans resulted in one bird that we wouldn't normally get. So we basically gave up three hours of sleep for one bird. I'm not feeling like we're at the top of our game at the moment. It's now 4.10 a.m. We're headed towards uh, True Road and Jones Road, which is the known hideout for the Chuck Will's Widow and the Whipper Will. And we're also going to try for a Bardal there. My name is John Whooper, representing the Newsworthy Naturalists on the 18th Annual Southwestern Michigan Team Birdathon. Our team is raising pledges for the state ornithological journal, Michigan Birds and Natural History. And besides myself on the team is Jack Reinhold. We've also taken in uh, good friends of mine, Chuck Gwatowski and Jan Osborne and Carolyn Henning. And we're about ready to roll our windows down and listen for the Chuck Will's Widow. Last year we were lucky actually, we just rolled our window down. I don't even think we stopped the car and it was like, well, there it is. And we kept going and other teams didn't get it that tried for like a half an hour, an hour. Got it. There's actually the Chuck Will's Widow and two Whipper Wills going at the same time. It's in stereo. It's a hot dog. <laughs> Let's go. Hope all our birds before 4 a.m. are that easy where we don't have to work to get them. The birdathon is very fast paced and much more intense than one of your Sunday church picnic bird watching days. <laughs> Time's a wasting. I have to be on my way to try to find something else. We're just going to move up here about a quarter of a mile and then get out, and I'm going to try to get a barred owl in. <clears throat> and hopefully, the, the rednecks that live next door won't come out 
shotguns blazing. When I first started learning the owl calls, it was kind of, you know, you do it in front of a group, and I was a little self-conscious, especially when you don't get one to come in. You kind of look like an idiot. But at this point, I don't care what people think of me. I guess you kind of get older and you don't care so much. There's a bar doll right there. Just flew in, did you see that? There's your bar doll, let's go. The, uh, the winning team last year, John, the number of species. I think 147, I think it was yeah. us, Jack, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, we were tied. 147. What are we up to now, three? Yeah. Well, come about five o'clock, all hell will break loose in the bird world, so. This is Nate of Harry Two Downies and a redhead. It's around 5.30 in the morning. The dawn chorus is just starting to kick in. There's a little bit of a light glow in the sky. We've got a good solid two and a half hours sleep. Last year when we camped out here at the Kessling Nature Preserve, the birding was hot. We had over 60 species in under 120 minutes. This year, we've definitely hit a cold spell. Ripped open the flaps of the tent this morning to find ice on the inside of the tent layers. It's a little bit frosty this morning. We'll get the blood moving now. Get a little warmth in the limbs as we walk up the road towards the ever majestic landfill. Landfills can be really great birding spots because you get a whole variety of gulls and other birds that love to gorge themselves on the garbage. This one also happens to be surrounded by a pretty expansive grassy area, which is a great spot to find an early morning species of bird that we've targeted. We gotta go get that woodcock before it gets too bright. We've got about 20 to 30 minutes to catch this little sucker doing his breeding dance as the sun's coming up. If we miss that window, we've blown it. There's Savannah Sparrow singing over here. We are able to check a number of relatively easy birds off our list. You can see the bobolinks chasing each other out there. One just landed on the methane pump. But no woodcock. I'm worried it's a little bit bright up here. We might have missed our chance for the woodcock. Not only do we miss out on that little bugger, but our species total is still only in the 30s, which is really lame by this time of the day. To top it off, we run into John Whooper's team, the nutty naturalists, whatever they call themselves. While we were up at midnight, not getting any birds, they were happily asleep in bed. I don't even want to know what they've found so far. And John and his crew come walking up, and we're just feeling, you know, like, oh, we aren't getting anything. And the first thing out of his mouth was, We got Weverwill and Chuckwell's Widow, and Woodcock, and Bard Owl. And my comment was, you bastard. Yeah, I'm a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes on to tell us, yeah, and down at the end of the road, there's a blue-headed vireo, and there's a white-eyed vireo, a brown creeper, and a purple finch, none of which we had gotten, and it was only 20 yards away. We proceeded to walk down there and didn't get any of those birds. <laughs> so, good luck. See you guys. See you. Good luck. We just met up with uh, the Southwestern Michigan Land Conservancy team. I forget what they call themselves. Two downies, a redhead, and a cuckoo, or something. Or we just gave them a couple tips on where to find some stuff. Hey Jack, what's the species total now? I was just counting them up, and I got about 50. I'd like to be probably at 75, close to 100, but. You always want more. It's like money. 
<laughs> Deep down inside, I'm a little insecure. I'd want to present a species total that was uh, respectable, probably at least over 100 species. I think if, at this point, if I did real poorly, it wouldn't look too good. One of the, my favorite places on earth is Warren Woods State Park. Pristine woods that has been set aside that looks like Berrien County used to look like before the European settlement. Beech maple forest trees are hundreds of years old in here. To me this sounds like a, kind of like an orchestra. And you hear all the different mixes and things come out and back and forth. You know, I've been birding for, God, 20, 25 years or more since I was nine. And I still get a kick out of every spring. You know, the same species come back basically on time like clockwork. And there's, it's a very comforting feeling when you, it's like a visit from an old friend. There, uh, that was the white Iberio. Did you hear that? It's also disturbing too, because I've seen a lot of changes in my lifetime. Jack, do you hear a, a Henslow's real faint? It's hard because of this damn killdeer. Some species of birds and plants and animals that 20 years ago were common are not common anymore. They shoot that killdeer. There's so much rapid change in the world. Yeah, I think whatever I thought was a Henslow's is like the tail end of something else. Wishful thinking. Kind of like the Ivoryville woodpecker people. Drink your tea. Drink your tea, Eastern Tohi. We're doing okay for 9 a.m. About 85 species. 85 to 90 species. We need to be probably over 100 by noon. So we need to, we need to work at it. This is Nate. It's about 9.30, 9.45. We're up to around 65? 65, 66. 69. Okay. Well, here we are at Warren Dune State Park on the shores of Lake Michigan. This is the birding spot for Berrien County. Tons of migrating birds come through here. We're here to try and pick up a whole bunch of birds that we haven't gotten yet. It's been a very slow morning for us. So, we're ready to hit a warbler wave. We need, we need a little something to uh, pick up the morale of the troops. Jody, we refer to him as the beast master. He's the champion pitcher in the group. The idea is to imitate a scolding call of a tufted titmouse or a Carolina wren. And if you do it, the other small birds come in and they get upset and they don't know who you're scolding or who's scolding what, but they join in. And before long, lots of other birds come along to come investigate what everyone's so worked up about. So occasionally, when Jody's pitching, I'll throw in a screech owl just to make it seem like there's something worth trying to scare away. And it can work to great success. Comes the titmouse. There's a yellow rump right above us. Dirt right above us. Oh, yeah. Oh, Blackburnian, straight above us. I see it. Yeah. What's that fluttering its wings? Oh, it's a red-eyed vireo. Nice job, Beastmaster. Technically, if you're in a competition and out to win, hearing the birds is enough. But to be honest, we kind of like to linger around, and we, we actually like to see the bird. Oh, there goes the pileated. Oh, nice view. Not that that you know, makes us morally superior. Oh, I see a bird. It's yellow rump. It's just more fun for us. And a perula. And that's probably why we don't win, is because also we're not good enough to just hear them and move on. Oh. Cresting the hill that offers the view of Lake Michigan. Gorgeous day now. We spend about five minutes trying to figure out if it's a Vesper Sparrow we're hearing, 
when we run into the fanatical cuckoos. Team approaching. A team of young hotshots, 18, 19 years old, I don't know, maybe even younger. That's what? They figure it out in five seconds. Right there. It's scary how good these kids are. So how much you, how, what are you guys up to yet? 110, 111, something like that. What are you guys at? Oh, not, like not quite. 130, 150. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have we broken 200 yet? Maybe not. Yeah. No, I think we're in the 80s still. I don't know, nothing's come easy for us today. I think really my greatest yeah. fear is us not breaking 100 birds, because I would just feel rotten about that. <laughs> we don't break Everyone has turkey vulture now. Turkey vulture, everyone's got it. Yeah, we've got the mallard. We're over 100. We're doing about average. We're usually about at 100 by noon, and it's 11 o'clock. We had started at 345 back when we started the whippoorwill and stuff and the Bardell, and so it's been three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's about almost, oh, me, almost six hours, and we're just making our first pit stop. I think that's a record. <laughs> Must be. I try to keep our pit stops to a minimum, though I really can't deny team members their caffeine fix or the resulting potty breaks. I have, however, unilaterally banned all extraneous shopping trips. Last year, we missed the Eurasian Collar Dove in downtown Three Oaks when some members, who will go unnamed, were off buying sausage at the famous Dryer's Butcher Shop. I have a feeling that Nate's not going to let us escape without getting this bird this year. <laughs> I'm pumping gas when Aaron and Katie spot the Collar Dove sitting on a wire. What's that? Hey, Nate! Nate! Where is he? Come on! <laughs> I make it across the street, avoiding an 18-wheeler. And we add one more bird to the list. All right, let's go to dryers. <laughs> For all the trouble we had in the morning, by early afternoon, it seems like we're finally hitting our stride. Bay-breasted. Oh. I think that was the yellow rump chestnut-sided. Oh, is this a black and white up ahead here? Yeah, it was the worm-eating. Yep, yep, it's a very... Oh, there he's yeah. going. Yep. And yep. just landed over that way. Bank swallow. I've got a great view of the hooded right now. He's such a pretty bird. It's a little after three o'clock, and we finally reached 100 species. I mean, it's some relief, but it's taken us forever to get there. We should have had 100 birds before lunch. John's team probably hit 104 hours ago. Well, it's the highlight of the day. It's the Three Oaks sewage ponds. I never like to come here, but we always get a bunch of birds. This is one pit stop. I fully endorse. At least the wind's in our favor. Yeah. yeah. The Three Oaks sewage ponds attract a lot of ducks and shorebirds who like to snack on the grubs that live on the banks and the bugs that fly above the ponds. It ends up making it one of the most popular birding spots in the county. Hey guys, the black tern is flying over the ponds. Now, some team members might have thought I was full of it, so to speak, for bringing us here to the sewage ponds. But the fact is, we usually come out of here smelling like roses. And we've just hit the magic number. 115 species, 4.53 p.m. 115 is the lowest we've ever done. So we've, we've, we've matched our low mark, which doesn't sound very good, but at least we didn't want to set a new low. So now Harry, two downies and a redhead are feeling a bit better about the day. Uh, I want to warn everybody about where we're going to park. This is a place where people take their dogs to crap. And more than one time I have stepped in dog crap out here. So watch where you step. 
this is John Whooper. It's now 5.15 in the afternoon. We've got 121 species and we're gonna try to get just a few more before the finish line at 7 o'clock. Hey, what the hell kind of duck is that? That's different. Is that a gadwall? He's got a black butt. That's the way it is at the end of a birdathon. You're just fighting tooth and nail to get one species and you're dead tired. I feel like I've been up for 15 hours or whatever. It's to the point now where, I, personally, I'm dragging. Well, I feel fine when I'm outside, but when I'm in the car, I want to doze off. What we need is one super bird. It will spur us on, and then we'll have lots of enthusiasm to finish the day in a flurry of glory. It is 6.08 p.m. Perry, two downies, and a redhead are approaching what's probably their final stop for the day uh, to Pinnaby Lake Preserve. We were here late last night and got a squat. 16 hours later, we find ourselves back at Tepinibi. It's bright and sunny, and I'm still whistling for a bird that never is answered. Oh, I just heard it. You did? I heard a soar out there. <laughs> All right, come here. That's going to be 17. 20 seconds to get your list in. It's about 7 o'clock. We're finished. We're checking our list, checking it twice. Here's our official lists. we got mute swans and Canada goose and wood duck. Ringneck pheasant, mallard. wild turkey. Ringneck pheasant and wild turkey. and Cooper's hawk, red-shouldered hawk. Cooper's hawk and a red-shouldered and a red-tailed. Red-tailed hawk. And kestrel. an American kestrel. The first time in several no years we've we managed to get that little guy. Warblers, we got blue-winged. Tennessee. We totaled Nashville, out with Barula, 123 Yellow. species. What's your official total? Take a guess what John's team's total is. 123. Ha! 123! Really? Awesome. <laughs> we tied. We tied. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm not sure if I would call the moral victory that we, we tied the uh, noteworthy naturalist, but I'd be lying if I didn't say it felt pretty good. All right, now on to what is uh, my favorite part of the evening. And that's where we get the chance to tell lies, swap stories, and talk about the day that we had. And At the awards dinner, we find out it's the fanatical cuckoos, that team of young hotshots we ran into earlier in the day, that win top honors with 141 species. Our total of 123 put us in the top 25%, but as I reminded my fellow birders, Nothing came easy today. Some of you are talking about how much you enjoyed the weather. You obviously didn't camp out in a tent last night. <laughs> It'll be some frosty night in the dead of winter when I'm pining for spring. I'll pull out my notes, start going through the spreadsheets, start working with the maps and figuring out my route for next year. Some team members call me obsessive, but we'll break 130 species yet. Watch out, birds. Our story on the Southwest Michigan Birdathon was produced by Elizabeth Meister and Dan Collison for Long Haul Productions. For more stories from Long Haul, go to www.longhaulpro.org. We'll find, we'll find.